Hello, and welcome to this podcast of Sunday Sermons from Concord United Methodist Church. We hope that you'll find this message to be meaningful, insightful, and a refreshing part of your daily walk with God. Please feel free to share this podcast with family, friends, or anyone else who might benefit from it. This podcast is part of the digital ministries of Concord United, and we are grateful that you have chosen to experience worship and God's Word with us. For more information about Concord United and its ministries, please visit our website at concordunited.org. It's wonderful to see you this morning. I want to address something right off the bat so you don't have to wonder the whole time. Why does Will have bandages on his face and on his hands? Well, I really wanted to go to the game yesterday. And uh, I tried to sneak in. I'm happy to report the security is excellent at Neyland Stadium. No, that, that, that is not true. I want to tell you what is true. I was outside Neyland Stadium and it was dark. And I was with a fast-moving crowd of people. And people all around, and I fell, and I almost got trampled. And thankfully, uh, I don't have to have any dental work done. Uh, so I'm extremely thankful for that. But I do want you to know, it was not after the game. It was at 5.30 a.m. before the game, and I was running with a group down there. My foot got caught on a greenway right there between Neyland, on Neyland Drive uh, near the stadium. And uh, I, I went down, and, and thankfully, I'm okay. I can also report to you that at 6 a.m. outside Neyland Stadium, there were tailgaters. And if you wanted some spare ribs at 6 a.m., they were happy to provide those uh, for you. They didn't have any bandages, but they had plenty of spare ribs. So that was, that was uh, just great to, to see the, the, the hospitality. I, I also want to congratulate all of you uh, who are here. I'm, I'm aware of what happened uh, last night at, at Neyland Stadium, and uh, I intentionally did not wear my orange this morning, though I was celebrating. Uh, there are people in this church who are sincere Alabama fans, and I told my wife, I said, I would have trouble today hearing the gospel preached by somebody in crimson. So... <laughs> I'm not going to ask you to be any more emotionally mature than I am. But I will say this. I was up last night checking your Facebook feeds and your Instagram feeds. And I'm very happy you're here today. Because I noticed some of you, after giving up smoking years ago, relapsed. Right? And I saw some of these signs some of you were holding at the game. And I want to compliment your creativity. I mean, as a preacher, I appreciate alliteration. And you did a very nice job. I'm not sure your signs were in line with the Old Testament commands to provide hospitality to guests. So it's good that we're here today, right? Some of us need forgiveness. We, we, all, need, we all need God's grace this morning. And we're talking about something very important today. And that is why we serve others. Uh, I, I can remember once I was in college, I'd been on a trip where we went, we built a Habitat for Humanity house, and I came back and I was telling one of my friends about it, and you know, this was how we spent our spring break, and he just looked at me and he's like, why would you do that? You slept on a floor all week, you got up and you did manual labor for what you, you weren't paid for it, the rest of us were out having fun partying, and you went to Habitat. Why would you do that? It's a good question. Why do you serve people? 
Why is it that if you come to join Concord United Methodist Church, one of the things we're going to ask you to commit to before you join the church is that you will serve people both within the walls of the church and outside the church? What? What? Why do we do that? Well, the short answer is Jesus. Uh, but unfortunately, I'm not going to say amen and pray right now. Uh, so I'm going to go into a little more de detail than that and would encourage you to get into more detail during the week with our Bible reading plan. If you're not already doing it, pick one up. You can get copies at the Information Center outside or online at concordunited.org slash Bible. There on the website, you can find a daily devotion that goes with it in email form or podcast form. Uh, that's going to help you dig into these scriptures and see why Jesus teaches us to serve others because here's what I want you to know if you really want to help people is that if you serve others for the wrong reason you'll probably end up serving them in the wrong way if if you serve others for the wrong reason you'll probably eventually end up serving them in the wrong way you'll serve them in a way uh, that isn't ultimately helpful for them uh, that uh, sometimes in our efforts to help, we can do more harm than good. So we want to look at why should we serve others? And Jesus teaches us about this in one of his most famous teachings from Matthew 25. I uh, want you to hear these words. Uh, we're going to pick up with verse 34. Then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come, you that are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you took care of me. I was in prison and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? And the king will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. So Jesus is describing the reason why we serve others. And what we see in his description is that some of the popular reasons we give for why we serve others in our culture are left out of Jesus' explanation. Uh, there there are some reasons that, that we think we do it that Jesus never talks about. So we want to recognize why those reasons too. We do not serve others because it makes us feel better. Nowhere does Jesus say, serve others, it will make you feel better. Now I want to tell you, 95% of the time when you help others, it will make you feel better. You can read all kinds of research on it. It'll improve your health. Uh, it'll improve your self-esteem. Uh, it'll decrease your depression. I've known counselors who actually have prescribed for their clients that their clients go and be involved in service work. They're like, service work will do things for you that can never be done sitting here talking on a couch. You go serve somebody else. It's amazing what it does for you. And that's all true and it's good. But those are God's blessings. Those are God's gifts that God gives us for serving as we serve but that's not why we do it. That, you know, that, that's, that's not why we do it at all. Uh, we don't serve others because it makes us feel better. Because if we serve others because it makes us feel better, we'll probably end up trying to serve others in the way we want to serve rather than the way they need to, to be served. And that, that's one of our visions here at the church is to really be the most helpful place around that when we help people, we don't just do what's easy for us to do. 
or we don't just serve uh, the way uh, that we enjoy. We look at what's really needed and how can we really provide what's needed. Uh, so as, as we look at that, we, we realize if we're doing it just to make ourselves feel better, we might end up doing it a different way. I remember one time I was a college student. I was working at a church, and that church had a food pantry. I was helping out with the food pantry, and I'd done it a couple times. I'd gotten pretty efficient at it. I had a lot to do that day. And the food pantry ran throughout most of the morning. And so I was helping, and my goal was to get the people, the clients at the food pantry, in and out as quick as possible. Let's be as efficient as we possibly can. What do you need? Here it is. Thank you. Go on your way. I assumed that they were as concerned about being efficient at their, with their time as I was. And the pastor at the church, he didn't always get to help out with the food pantry. He didn't know all the ins and outs of how it worked and what you did. But he came down to help that day. And I was horrified. He was so slow. Like, he was so inefficient, and he talked to people, and he had extended conversations with them. And I was like, we need to go, I mean, chop, chop, come on. Let's, 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 get, let's get this work done. I, I just appreciate it. you got a job, you get it done, you check it off the list, right? And then afterwards, he was like, hey, Will, why, why didn't you talk to people? He said, I... I heard you want to be a pastor. I never once saw you pray with anybody who you helped today. He said, you, you looked in a, in a big hurry. And I said, well, we had a lot of people waiting. And he was like, he said, he said, what do you think they're going to remember? He said, are they going to remember just how fast they got their food? Or are they going to remember that somebody talked to them and somebody really cared about them and treated them like a human, not just like a number? I was like... Oh, oh, right. I was helping them in the way I wanted to for what it did for me. He was looking deeper into what did they need. Well, that's why we don't serve just because it makes us feel good. And also you need to know that serving will make you feel good 95% of the time. But there's this other 5% I need to be honest with you about. There's 5% of the time you will serve other people and they will be people that you don't particularly care for and times when you don't particularly wish that they were being blessed because you're still becoming more like Jesus. You're not there yet, right? And there's going to be those moments. So this is the other reason that in Jesus' description of why we serve others that you never see is we don't serve others because they deserve it. Like that's nowhere in scripture. Go, go help them. They deserve it, right? That deserve is not in God's vocabulary when it comes to whether someone should be helped. That's, that, that's not there. Now, uh, there, there is uh, good, good reasons to serve others. That's just not one of them. There are great questions we should ask before we serve others. So the questions we ask here at the church before we serve others is, do they need it? And is the way in which we can provide it, will it be a blessing? Will it ultimately be a blessing or will it ultimately hurt if we provide this? Those are good questions. But deserve? That's not the, the greatest example of this in Scripture is Jonah in the, in the Old Testament. So, so if y'all know the story of Jonah, Jonah really disliked the people of a certain city-state named Nineveh. And I don't know what they ever did to Jonah and Jonah's family. Uh, may, maybe Jonah's father died in a war fighting against Nineveh. I don't know. They did something bad. Jonah hated them. 
And God spoke to Jonah one day and God was like, Jonah, those people in Nineveh, they're messed up. And Jonah's like, you're right, God, they are messed up. And God's like, Jonah, I've got a plan. And Jonah's like, this is going to be great. Let's go get them, God. Let's slaughter them. And God's like, no, I want you to go preach to them. And I want you to tell them about me. And Jonah's like, God, I don't want to do that because I know you and I know you're gracious. I don't want your grace to be extended to these people. Some of us can relate to that, right? We might say, God, have mercy upon your soul. I won't, right? Uh, And if if God asked me to extend that mercy, I don't want to be a part of that. I I, I don't. We've had those thoughts. Well, Jonah had those thoughts. And God was like, Jonah, I really think that you should go preach to the people of Nineveh. And Jonah was like, I'm really not going to do that, God. In fact, I'm going to get on a boat and I'm going to go the opposite direction. Well, God is somewhat persuasive. And by somewhat, I mean God caused a big storm at sea and for Jonah to be thrown overboard and swallowed by a big fish, which we assume to be a whale, and then regurgitated on land. Okay, so Jonah's regurgitated and Jonah decides, you know what, it's probably more trouble to keep running away. I'll go preach to Nineveh. So Jonah goes to preach to Nineveh. And I'm not sure what Jonah, and God didn't even tell, God didn't make Jonah go to Nineveh and tell them that Jesus loves them and sing Kumbaya with them. Like uh, God says, hey, go to Nineveh. Tell them if they don't turn around, I'm going to destroy them. You'd think Jonah could kind of get behind that message, but Jonah knew if they turned around, God would forgive them. So Jonah goes to Nineveh, and I just have to imagine in my mind, Jonah, I don't think Jonah went to Nineveh and went, hey, everybody, I've got to tell you, you have a chance to be saved by the one almighty awesome God. Here's what I think Jonah did. I think Jonah went to Nineveh and went, repent. (laughs) Repent. God might help you. I, I don't think he really even gave it his all. I just, I just think he went because he had to. And God used him to do things, I mean, just the most amazing things you can ever imagine. I mean, it, as you look at how God used people, uh, I mean, in the Old Testament, it's, it's kind of like Moses, Elijah, and Jonah. I mean, the whole city-state of Nineveh, they all turn back to God. There's this incredible revival. Uh, They repent. They say, God, we're so sorry for what we've done, for the way we've lived, for the way we've treated others. We want to follow you. We want to be faithful. All this happens. Jonah still hates them. Jonah's not happy. Jonah's so unhappy that he goes to the wilderness and tries to kill himself because I don't know what Nineveh did to him, but they did something bad. And what amazed me is God comes and God takes care of Jonah. God says, Jonah, I love you, and I love them. I love you, and, and, and I love them. Well, we don't serve others because they deserve it. We serve others because Christ loves others. That's, that's why we do it. That's what it says here in this passage from Matthew, right? It, he says that he tells this story about a king, and the king invites these people into his kingdom, And the people say, why do we deserve to come into your kingdom? And the king says, well, I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty. You gave me something to drink. Uh, I was in prison and you visited me. I was sick and you cared for me. Uh, I I, I was down on my luck and you gave me clothing. 
And they say, when? I mean, these are good, honest people. They say, King, we, we never saw you like that. And the king said, when you did it for one of the least of these, you did it for me. If you want to know how God looks at others, I want to ask you parents out there, imagine how you look at your children. And imagine how you look at people who help your children. People who take a special interest in your children and provide for your children and engage your children and help your children, even when your children's behavior may or may not be exemplary. People who really take an interest and provide for them. How do you feel about those people? Is there anything in this world you wouldn't do for those people? Or if you don't have kids, think about how you feel about your parents and those who bless them. Uh, some of you know, uh, over the past year, we've been uh, dealing with our, my father-in-law, Steve King, one of the greatest guys I know, uh, would give you the shirt off his back, would help anybody. He's been on a lot of mission trips with our church over the years, uh, lives up in Bristol. He was diagnosed with cancer. And when we first got the diagnosis, we thought, okay, this isn't good, but it's manageable. And he began the treatments and things were going according to plan. And then the doctor said, you know, this isn't quite responding the way we thought it would. Uh, and then they used that word metastasized. And they said it's become a different form. And they said, we can't do much with it here. And we began to think, well, long term, how's this going to work out? And they said, but there's a place you can go. And there's a doctor there who does this very specifically. And that's the place you need to be. Uh, so he had to, to travel uh, quite a ways to, to Winston-Salem, North, North Carolina, and they had a specialist there. I've never met her. She saved his life. After several months of treatments, all his numbers are where they're supposed to be. Now, I've never met her. I wouldn't know her if she passed by me on the street. I want you to ask yourself, if I ever found out that she was in need, is there anything that we wouldn't give as a family? She saved the life of one of my heroes. Is there anything in this world we wouldn't do for her even though we've never met her? No, absolutely not, right? Of course not. Well, that's how, when we look at others, that's how God sees them. This is my child. This, this, is, this is one I love. And I know sometimes they do things they, they probably shouldn't. But do this for me. Do this because you love me. Because this child is created in my image. So, you know, what Jonah needed to know was Jonah wasn't doing, Jonah didn't have to love the people of Nineveh. He just needed to love God. Even if we have people who are hard for us to love, even if we still have hatred inside our hearts that Jesus hasn't fully rooted out yet, God can still use us just like God used Jonah. We just need to know that we're doing this for Jesus. That's who we're doing it for. When you need to love people who make it difficult to love them, Love them for Jesus' sake. Love them because Jesus is at work in them. Love them because Jesus cares for them like you care for a child, like you care for a parent, like you care for a best friend. Lo love them for, for that reason. And when you've been loved like that, oh my goodness, there's, there's nothing like that. There, there's nothing like that in the world because when, when you've been loved like that, you realize that's, that's how God loves us. Like it's not just that God loves them that way, but God loves us that way. That's how God looks at us 
when we're not on our best behavior. Uh, that's how God looked at us and said, you know what? That world down there, they have so many problems. I think I'll send my son. And I think not only will I send my son to judge them, I think I'll send my son to give his life for them. That's how much I love them. And some of them, even though my son gives his life, they won't accept anything about him uh, or try to live by his ways or learn from him. In fact, they'll reject him and turn from him. But I'll still do it. I'll still do it. Because that's how I love them. Friends, let's try to love one another a little bit like that. Let's pray together. Gracious God, we give you thanks. We thank you for the reasons why you love us. Help us to love others because you love them. Uh, teach us to serve others uh, because you've served us and because you love them. God, there are so many times when we are so tempted uh, to not help because we think someone must deserve it or we think uh, that somehow it will be difficult for us. God, send us better thoughts. Uh, help us to ask what you would have us do. Help us to worry more about serving you uh, than about getting what we want or we need in a certain circumstance because we trust you. You will provide everything we need, more than enough for all. So as you sent your son into this world, not to be served, but to serve, allow us to serve him and your people with our lives. We pray this in your name, and we all said together, Amen. Thank you for listening to this sermon from Concord United Methodist Church. This podcast is a ministry of Concord United, and we would love to hear from you. To contact us, please send an email to podcasts at concordunited.org with sermons in the subject line. For more information about Concord United, including worship times, service opportunities, mission efforts, and classes, please visit our website at concordunited.org. We also invite you to download and enjoy our daily devotional podcasts presented by the pastors and members of Concord United. Finally, we would appreciate it if you would leave a rating and a review of this podcast so that others can discover it and benefit from it.